Hello, welcome to the Heart and Hustle podcast. <laughs> I'm Jill Hi, it sounded so fancy right there. Like, Hello, <laughs> who are you, I'm David? Oh, <laughs> no, it's cult member, future <laughs> Nexium cult leader. No thanks. I love it. <laughs> I am Charisma O'Keefe, and this is our podcast coming to you on Thursdays. We talk to you about business and balance and health and wealth and all things in between. And we interview amazing people and we've been doing this for about five years. So if it is your first episode, welcome. If you've been with us for a while, welcome back. Um, We are heading into what I am hoping is the better part of 2020. Uh, There's not a lot left. You can tell who the optimistic person is in this podcast. (laughs) It ain't Listen, me. <laughs> it's me. I think everyone who's listened to an episode <laughs> knows our roles. But yeah, I, I will say that I'm feeling better now than I felt in a while, but I'm also very tired. Like I just have that like fatigue from like everything. But obviously like during the like election week was exhausting. I did not actually follow the news because my brother, both my brothers work in politics. Um, one has been on the podcast before, Ben, you can look up his episode, but he is literally a political analyst. Like he does all that stuff that is not fun to me. Um, and so I love to be involved. I, I'm an activist. I love to, you know, do a lot of grassroots stuff, but I don't want to follow a race like that minute by minute because, you know, a lot of times it's just like, it's going to take, I knew it would take a while. And, and a lot of people had predicted it would take days. So I was just like, I told them on election day, it's like, I'm not going to follow yet because I know nothing big is going to happen. So I was like, you let me know if anything big happens, but I'm going to be turning off the news. Um, so yeah, I didn't watch the news until the news came through that Biden actually won. And then I turned on the news and it was so weird because I think John and I have avoided like, like we don't watch network news ever. Like I'll watch news related things or, you know, more like read, like I read a lot of articles because I just don't like to hear Trump talk. Um, and so if I can avoid listening to him talk, I will do whatever I can to avoid it. So I'll like watch a clip that he's in and read the, you know, captions instead of like listening to him. So I really hate watching the news because he's there. Like at any given moment, they're just going to throw him on saying something ridiculous. Right. So I avoid the news, but it's wild because I watch the news all day. I was like, wow, this is amazing. I'm actually like not hating it. But so I was happy, like super, super happy, like cloud nine for a few days. But now I'm like kind of back to reality of like, okay, so yes, he will be leaving the White House and that's great. But obviously we know that we still have so much to deal with and neither Biden or Kamala were like my main like people that I was hoping to get into the White House. So, you know, of course I've always been team, like we got to work with what we got. Um, so I am happy, like, don't get me wrong. I'm happy, but I'm just like, this has just been a long year. And I'm just like, now that the election's finally over, just feel like we all deserve like a week off to just be like, that's over. And like, hopefully we're going to like do better with COVID and like just do better with everything in 2021. Cause it's been a trash year. Um, I don't know if it's going to be better or not, but I just know I need a break <laughs> and I don't know when I'm getting one. So yeah, it's a little, I'm hoping that I can take the entire week of Christmas off like that whole week. I don't even know what day Christmas falls on. Then now that I'm thinking about it, what day does it fall on? You're asking the wrong If I was on a Friday. Okay. So like in an ideal world, I could take off that Wednesday to Wednesday, like the 23rd to the 30th. I'm hoping that that's the case. I also know that like with candles, like I'm, you know, said like um, stopping orders probably around December 14th. Cause I'm just like, if you haven't ordered it by then it's not happening. And that might even like, that might be just local orders after like December 1st. Yeah, um, you know, I didn't watch anything because I don't, I don't believe in subjecting myself to unnecessary stress after I've learned my lesson, and we should have yes. learned our lesson in 2016, and mm-hmm. we did. Um, so I, I muted so many words on Twitter.com. I can screenshot the mute list or actually do a video because it's such a scrolly one to show you what to do if you don't want to hear about politics because I haven't unmuted anything and it's still going great for me. Didn't Ooh, see a single thing. I kind of like that idea. People do post screenshots and I, I like, I have a pseudo rant about this. If someone, if something is globally triggering and I feel like the president 
currently sitting is for most people a lot of people mm-hmm. have his him muted for a while like not even just like him and his words or whatever so i don't understand why people screenshot what he says all the time to post yeah. it it is such a wild decision and choice like uh people were, were posting screenshots or pictures of the results as they came in or whatever which like david was kind of into and watching it so he was keeping me updated but i for who is it for <laughs> can, I, can i get an update on it you're, you're not one of the map daddies you're not the chart, chart throbs that we learned about i didn't watch a single one of them but i learned about it via twitter um <laughs> you know i don't who is it like I just, i'm just confused about the and I feel like they just make it so sensationalized on Twitter.com. Like it was very confusing to me. It didn't upset me or anything. Like I was like, but it was just like, who is the content for? Because it wasn't. I guess it's for you for your diary of tweets. I don't explain it to me. People who post screenshots and pictures from TV screens and from other people's Twitter. Uh, why? <laughs> well, and that's exactly why. Like I had my brother talk to me because he didn't say anything to me all day election day until. I don't know, probably like eight-ish or something. And he was like, he wasn't sensationalized about it. He was just like, hey, he's like, here's the update. He's like, I am optimistic. There is a clear path to victory. We're not going to know anything. Um, you know, I'll update you again. For a really like, long very... time. It was obvious by yeah. the end of the day that there was not going to be a clear situation. Exactly. Whereas so there's literally like, so, <laughs> but on the news, people were like, you know, full on, because um, I didn't mute people or like I didn't mute phrases and stuff, which I should have. I wasn't on social a ton because I actually planned a day where I wasn't going to be like in front of my computer, which was nice to be able to do that. But um, anytime I did go on, people were like, oh, my gosh, it's this is happening. Or, oh, my. And like like my, my brother, again, said nothing is happening, really. So I was like, all right. Well, yeah, nothing is happening. So this is so confusing. Yeah. There's an article that I, someone wrote. I'll link to it. I'll dig it up and find it. Where they talked about how we were like, I get the title was like the way we're viewing the election is unhealthy, which I thought we had all agreed to that last time, <laughs> but apparently we did because it was it was very unhealthy. Like I, I say this as not an expert, I did not go to school for anything. I'm not a doctor, but the way the obsession over like nothing happening because nothing was happening for like. Yeah. Like it was like two at least two full days of neck and neckism and then slowly starting to see a even like a, a clear path like your brother said like the path the clear path yeah being clear on day three day four um and obviously it was called saturday and ironically david was outside when it was called so i literally and just he always says that which i love like instead of being like I don't know, like, we're going to win or we're losing. He'll be like, there is a clear path to victory. Like, he always, like, reports it to me. Like, very, again, very, like, neutral, which is nice. You should be neutral. And then, like, much like you, I don't don't love, you know, Joe Biden. Like, he's he's great. Good for him. Um, He's not going to end all the issues that we have. And I I know people have been, that's been their reason. First of all, also, if you told someone not to vote, because votes don't matter, I hope you choke. Second of all, right? oh my gosh, like this, I will never, never want to hear another human being say to me, their vote does not matter in the rest of my living life cycle. I will probably resort to violence and I will have to leave my leave um, away from you. So that before, because despite all that, um, the point being, I don't, yeah, like the conversation or the dialogue amongst marginalized people of this person's not going to save us or you're your own savior. Or like, I, I love that Christians and hippie girls and people who don't want to admit that they voted for Donald Trump say this all the time. It's like, no one person can save you. Only the Lord saves you or whatever. Yeah. Like no SHIT. Uh, yeah. <laughs> duh. But more importantly, uh, no, Joe Biden's not going to save us because he, he benefits from like white supremacy. So he's not in white supremacy overnight. Like it's not a thing that's going to happen, but like also, Nobody wants to go to war. Like, look at the re- the reaction to losing. Should uh-huh. be enough for you to say, you know, this is not great. I don't want this publicly as someone who is at the highest point of power making decisions for me or my yeah. friends or wherever I live. I just, yeah. I, uh, 
But shout out to Atlanta for being great. Showing this up, is a going great to vote, get involved children. like on a local level. Like that's you that said that the last time we talked about voting. Yeah. We talked about local elections because I don't think people care about them. And I want to continue to say that local politics matters for this reason. If you didn't see Very much. the turn the turnouts like all over the country, there is something to be said about getting involved, getting involved early, mm-hmm. being very clear on what to do because I feel like now we had really clear directions versus like rock the vote 2004 and whatever yeah. happened in 2016. So I, yeah, I just, I appreciate everyone's efforts. It did not go unnoticed. I do not think there is one giant alleviating sit Like there's no Tylenol <laughs> to remove the headache. That is the state of what the country is in right now. It will take time. I will continue doing what I can in my local space as per usual to look out for the people who need their voices uplifted. But I cannot believe that you guys spent like four and a half days not sleeping and showering and watching white dudes on TV talk about maps. I I knew mentally, I was like, that's not going to be for me. I actually, the morning of the election, I went by myself early in the morning to Disney Springs um, to just walk around outside somewhere where masks were required. And like, no one's normally there in the morning. I went before the stores were open. And then when the stores did open, I popped into Joffrey's, um, to grab some coffee to go. And then I headed out. And then after that, we went by create later that evening and just like got out of the house. Um, and then we went for a long walk because it was just like, I need to not be in front of that. Um, we've watched movies, like just anything we can distract us from like not doing that. It's been honestly, like I've needed to pour a lot. Like, so I've been pouring candles left and right. And a lot of times when I'm pouring candles, I go back and forth between like pouring the candle and then heading back to my computer. But I've just been like not doing that because I I knew myself, I knew like if I am on it, I would go to it. But I was like, I just need to not because last time I stayed up really, really late and for no reason because it just just, doesn't serve you regardless of if things lean towards the way you're looking or not to stay up and stalk and the election election day I know it's so hard like you know because it's everywhere so it's just like it's so hard and then like if you're not a part of it you feel like I don't know. I think people don't get feel election like FOMO. Yeah. I feel like that's a lot of what it is because it's just everywhere. So it's A, it's hard to avoid and B, people feel like they're left out. But I think that, you know, if you find yourself where you're like, wow, this is stressful, I think it's a good idea to kind of either like kind of like what you did, like mute everything or to like have a plan of other things to do to distract you because it's yeah. just not. Go to the cabin in the woods that everybody's been going to get away house. Go get one of those and go hang out there and then come back out and see what happened. Uh, don't, you know, don't get FOMO over things that you can't, that you can't handle, that you're not a part of for a specific reason that you don't have access to yet. Um, the Friends of Podcast talked about Clubhouse because they were talking about the vow and Nexium maybe two weeks ago, because Clubhouse is a thing and an app that's been out and available, but it is invite only. And they, I have personally been seeing on my timelines people losing their minds over this app, like not being invited. And I want people to grow past this stage <laughs> in our lives. Like, I, you will be better because Clubhouse doesn't make you suddenly a millionaire you're not going to make more money investors are not going to not know who you are snub you because you're not on clubhouse if you are looking for investors because that's what it was for it was for investors and and you know that type of conversation it was big in tech and now it's kind of turned into culturally like a more relevant thing for for influencers and stuff and i just i want people to do better <laughs> like i want us to i want us to go into 2021 maybe we'll have some episodes about it and we'll talk about how to carve out things like time and path and understand things that are for you specifically that serve you and your audience or your business or whomever it is and stop being so focused on white noise because there's so much noise and what's becoming the issue is that nobody knows how to block it out. And if you don't have money for therapy, which a lot of people don't, you know, that's the reality of the situation and you don't have sliding scale therapists in your region and they're not virtual because we are still in a pandemic spoiler alert uh 
you may not be equipped with the tools to do that work on your own. And I think we need to be more intentive or like just being clear on when we discuss things in our platforms, especially myself, where I go is that people should not feel like they have to be a part of something to be successful because there are several ways to get to success. Like, I don't understand why. I just don't. I don't want people like you don't have to be in election coverage and being on social media covering the election to be a social media influencer and then get, you know, campaign like that doesn't match just because people are doesn't mean you need to or you're not going to be thought about less of a like a progressive or left whatever the term you identify with if you're not actively tweeting you're not less of an activist because you're not engaged more your activism can solely be silent but bankrolling people or whatever it is you know you can your activism is how you make of it you don't have to be so loud and I love that there's a blackish episode about Junior's (laughs) internet activism and how he and Dre see activism so differently um, and I think that's, yeah, there just needs to be a, a broader conversation for people who are coming up in the world and trying to do things online, but feeling like they have to do everything. So I think we, we had that conversation. And for some reason, I think because we're now all in the house, there's so much happening. We have to yeah. feel like we have to be a part of it again. And I think we need to reel it back in and start to continue our segmentation of like things that work for you, because not everything is going to be for you. And that's fine. Yeah, I do think that especially with this year, 2020, it's like people are having FOMO on a lot of different things and feeling like they have to be 100% into like every little thing that happens because it's like they just want to collectively go through something with other people because a lot of us are like isolated. So I definitely think it's more of a thing this year. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. And like I said, I'm optimistic that (laughs) I I don't even know what I'm optimistic about. I just... You know, it's up to your body, it's up to you, that's your personality. You, you feel is. good about things. There's nothing wrong with being optimistic either. Don't let people On like Monday, kill your joy. I was so, like, I was like, I can do anything. And I was like, okay, so it's Monday, and like Biden is putting together a task force for COVID right now. So I'm going to get all things done. But what I did is I made that mistake that I make all the time where I woke up and I was super productive, but I was productive all day and then all evening. And like, I didn't get off of my laptop until super late. And then like the next day I was exhausted. And I was like, why can't I just pace myself? Like, what's wrong with me? Like, why couldn't I just work like a normal work day? And then, but but I was like, no, I'm so, I haven't felt this great in four years. So I just got to keep going. And it's like, (laughs) yeah, I'm just like, which is an exaggeration, obviously, but but that's what I'm saying saying to myself, even though I know that it's like, I've obviously had moments of joy in the past four years, but in my mind, I was like, no, I haven't. So I have to throw everything into this Monday. Like, and then literally like probably got off my computer at like 11 o'clock at night after like getting on my computer at like 8 a.m. and then I'm like why did I do that as I'm like also pouring in between breaks and it was just it was just chaotic um but I've had slower a slower morning yesterday because I was like you need to you need to get back into to balance um so I feel like by Friday (laughs) I'll have it figured out again and um yeah I'm just hoping that I just I just don't want to hear from Trump and that's pretty much all that I can say if I'm not hearing from him, my day is better. So I'm just hoping that going into 2021, I'm going to hear less about him. And that's all I can ask for right now. Um, Cause I know that everything else is going to take time. So yeah, uh, I'm, I'm ready for the holiday season. You just did your holiday drop yesterday, which I, did. I ordered all the things. I'm super, super excited. I'm especially excited for the print. It's like, Oh my God, I'm so excited. The print that, has all Chris, Merry Christmas in all the different languages. Yes. I was like, I saw that and I was like, that is 100% my aesthetic. Like that is going up in my home. Like I cannot wait. And I was, I checked because I was like, oh, she better have Italian in there. And you do. So I was very pleased. <laughs> I was yeah, literally, I... you like, I, I love that print so much. That if you didn't have it, I was going to contact you and be like, so can we add Italian in there because I need it? No, I thought about because the problem with this holiday season, unlike all the other ones, is that the USPS is just slam, and it's not just USPS now. 
BDW, UPS, and FedEx have both killed their like money back guarantees. So you just prepare to be disappointed. Like I want people to effectively know that if you do not order it before December first, and I'm I'm like meant this in my like shop guidelines. It's not, and it's not just me. It's everybody. Yeah, absolutely, you're taking chances and you're playing games with your male person. <laughs> like, don't yeah. get angry at Amazon. Even like, we get angry at Amazon for the other reasons that they're bad. But like, don't get angry at Amazon carriers. Don't get mad at the USPS. Don't get mad at FedEx. Don't get because DHL. Everyone has said it, they are in an impossible situation with the mail this year, and it's it, like there's no relief. There's no like just chill out and calm down and so, you know it's gonna just get so much get worse, worse time more time goes on and i think a lot of people are holding on because i and i respectively i understand from a financial and a fiscal point a lot of people don't have money until they get paid and a lot of people get paid this month on black friday and they wait for black friday because that's when deals are promised and cyber monday and then giving tuesday to small business saturday so i understand holding on to your money and winning and I'm not like faulting anybody for doing that because I get it like we're not we're not so above not having money that we don't agree like we can't empathize with that the problem is everybody's gonna do that and that's what's gonna back everything up and I just want people to be patient like with with everyone it's not just small but like I never do I care about like being patient with Target but please understand that your Target delivery probably won't be on that like, it's yeah. just, just what it is but i'm excited about the collection it was a fun like situation i had gift tags that i had done the person who was printing them um the pricing didn't work out so i'm bummed about them because they were so funny oh yay <laughs> but that's just something fun. for next year um, but it can, it can be done in any time you can do gift tags whenever you want that's people true. always have birthdays and whatever um, I just need to find a person who can print them that I feel like, and I feel like next year there'll be more time to play around with vendors and kind of update. And yes. I do want to do more eco-friendly printing starting in 2021. So, but there's really fun things. I really love that print. Um, I went through all of the internet to make sure that those pronunciations and those translations were correct. They may not be, I did not want to do them in like which I, I respect like I'd rather have done them obviously in the characters and whatever language you utilize but the issue is that the way typefaces work is that a lot of them aren't set up like there's very few typefaces that are universal for all languages that have characters that are uniform etc so it's uh, like I don't want people to think I'm anglicizing their languages but it is a fun print and a lot of people who've already seen it and have bought it or commented on it have been like, oh, I really like that you put my language in it because I don't ever see it on anything else. You usually just see Joy Noel, Joel, you know, the French, yeah. whatever. And then Please Not a God, obviously, and Mele Kalikilama, which is the only time that Hawaiians ever on anything. Yeah. <laughs> you never, ever see any of the other languages. And it was really important to me to kind of represent some you know african languages there mm-hmm. and then oh, haitian creole is on there which obviously you never see haitian creole on anything so maybe next year i'll be able to do more variations i did want to put um some native links more native languages like I, did, I got american samoa well samoan in general on it which was nice mm-hmm. and i got hindi on it but i, I still had some other languages that i want to play around with because i think brown and black folks don't really have the benefit of having their languages uplifted because they don't seem visually as pretty, I guess. Um, but now they are. And now they're the print. And you guys can buy it. Um, so you can always use the coupon code BOSSOHARD if you haven't yet to save 15% off at my shop. And I think yours as well. Like yours, you have a similar code or something. Yeah, you know, for our so shops. my code is Heart and Hustle. Um, and I'm doing my drop on Friday. Um, I'm hoping to quickly sell out, please God, because I just want to make sure that everything gets there in time. So I've been pouring away and, um, yeah, I'm excited. I kind of same thing as you, like I'm telling people, like if you're ordering past, uh, December 1st, uh, it's no guarantees that it will be there by Christmas. If you're in, if you're local, and you're in Central Florida and you're ordering past December 1st, then I will bring you your order. Um, or you can pick it up or something in that realm. Um, but outside of Central Florida, I really am not going to be able to guarantee. And the thing is, is like, 
I don't know, like candles are shipping candles is it's a whole thing. Um, so yeah, just please be aware. I know that I already had a lot of people, um, like order their Christmas stuff, like some of their Christmas stuff with their fall purchases. Cause they wanted like, uh, the, like some of the standard stuff, like the black girl magic candle and stuff like that, that is normally always in the shop unless it's like sold out. So, um, I got like an order of like six of those from someone who is giving them to all the people in her life for Christmas. So glad that some of those people already have theirs. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping these go quick so that it's just nice and easy. Um, and then yeah, I'm moving at the end of December. So regardless, even if somebody were to want anything, I think I'm going to have like a cutoff date of probably like December 15th or 16th. I haven't decided yet where it's just going to be like, all right, nothing else is going out because I have to pack it away and move. So that's going to be fun. Yeah, uh, definitely agree. I'm doing gift guides. The one for Studio 404 launches. It's in the queue. It comes out tomorrow. But Friday, I'm doing a bunch of different ones for some amazing businesses. And I'm really excited because people did reach out to me with business ideas. And then I had some business owners reach out to me over the past month being like, hey, can I get in on it? And I'm like, yeah, because it's free 99. I can do what I want. Uh, (laughs) Like I do what I want. Black lady, I can do what I want. So I'm excited about that because I do try to find businesses with smaller following so to speak um that may not be able to get so in their mind they think they have to like pay or like they're not going to get the visibility obviously my audience is a giant like i'm not bringing hundreds of thousands of people to people's websites but if i bring two or three or four yeah it's two or three every sale counts and honestly it's like when i launched my shop that was so apparent to me because so many of the orders from people that I didn't know, it's like I would try to trace back, like, okay, how does this person hear about me? And it was always like word of mouth from someone, you know? Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Um, obviously, you can always find the link for those things in my bio, uh, you know, figure it out. You, you tweet <laughs> You're me. like, just find just me. Figure, just find <laughs> Google Studio for, for paper. That's what you, the easiest thing to do. If you don't care about like following me on social media, just go to your browser, type in Studio 404 Paper. It'll come up, and then you'll be able to click around through there. I'm not going to make you put in Instagram.com backslash whatever. Like, you know what to do. Um, but other Same than that, thing for me with Kids Man Charisma. However, I do want you to follow me on the grams because I like gram friends. So do it. Go follow me. at well, And also, I'm going to have some deals that are just for people on Instagram. So if you aren't following Kids Man Charisma on Instagram, I would just because they're going to have some special deals as well. Um, and throughout winter, I will say we're going to be doing some candles that are not Christmas, but are for different um, nonprofits and things like that. So you guys will see it'll come out soon, but I'm excited for that. So yay, holidays, all the things. All of the things. Well, we have an interview today. It'll be amazing. Um, Listen to it. Follow our guests. Thank you guys for listening thus far. We've had some amazing guests this year. And I'm kind of sad that we're like ending the year, but we also have more like the start. Like I feel like almost all first quarter figured Uh, out. So I'm excited for that. Like we're booking into March right now. So we're definitely, we, we are padded for the new year. I'm very excited about all the people that we're going to be having on coming up. We have a lot of great people, you know, for the rest of the year as well. So, and then some good episodes that are just us. So I'm excited. I I'm, I'm very shocked that we have done so well with the podcast this year with everything else going on. It's like, I feel like you and I have just been like that dog sitting in that room on fire with our little mic. <laughs> this, is fine. Like, this is fine. You know, and we're just recording. Everything is on fire around us, but you know, we've been here. So, and we'll be here. <laughs> We will be here. Well, guys, we will see you next week and listen to the interview and uh, enjoy your your happiness and cheer and the holiday people are putting Ooh, up decor yes. and buying gifts. Oh, Shout and out if you have you. like great decor or like cookies or just anything holiday that you want to show me because I, I was gonna say, love holidays. So go to my Instagram <laughs> and at Charisma O'Keefe, like send me anything holiday and I'll send you back my holiday stuff and maybe I'll go to Disney and share some of that if it's feeling safe. So yeah, holidays, holidays, send me all the things. All right, guys. See Bye. you next week. Bye. Hey.
you guys. So I'm super excited today. This is an interview that we have had scheduled forever and a day. I am so excited to have her on the podcast. She's somebody that I've been following uh, her career for years and years and years. I think we are connected back in like some sort of like private photographer group, like back in the day. Yeah. But anyways, Erica, I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. For those of our listeners who are not already familiar with your work, uh, just let us know a little bit about you and what you do. Hi, listeners. Thank you so much, Charisma and Angelica, for having me on. Of course. I am Erica, and I own and run Erica Lee Photography. It's a wedding and portrait photography business, and I've been doing it now for almost nine years, and I get the honor of doing it alongside my sister-in-law, Rachel. Awesome. (laughs) Yep, I married her brother. We've been best friends forever now. I think I met her when she was in the eighth grade, and I was a sophomore in high school, and, um, yeah, I, I, she's my best friend so much so that we are <laughs> currently living together, living that modern day full Ooh. house on a, in a house <laughs> on 47 acres. Um, um that's the here. It's, <laughs> Wait, so where exactly, where, like, where are you located and yeah. what areas are you servicing as a photographer? So I am located, um, best known as Hudson Valley region. It's in New York. It's about an hour north, an hour and a half north of New York City. I service the tri-state area. You know, I can go all the way down to Long Island. I can go all the way to Connecticut, Jersey. Um, Yeah. So we live in a small town called Bloomingburg. And I'm in the woods. And (laughs) currently, (laughs) I had, like, chicken issues on my farm. Like, I had to get rid of some roosters this week. So I'm this farm girl. Never in my life would I have ever thought that I'd be owning chickens. But here I am, living the farm life with my sister-in-law in in this house. Call me DJ Tanner. I swear, this is like your first time to be doing that. Is this not the millennial? You're living the millennial dream. (laughs) I keep telling my husband that all the time. We're getting ready to move from Orlando to DC. And I'm like, but can we move to a farm though? Because like, I don't like, what is the point of like looking out at DC and not being able to do anything because of this pandemic? Like, hello. Right, right. Yeah. That's how I've been able actually to survive the pandemic is, our, our property here and I have a little boy um, I've been married now for 14 years I have a five-year-old little boy and I can't imagine like not having our backyard we have a river yeah. that we were able to just swim in um, all summer long so yeah That's you said, heard the sound of like millennials everywhere crying because we all <laughs> wanted that experience for quarantine was just to yeah. sit in a river and be adorable um so you yeah. have amazing cute videos of you and your sister-in-law all over your instagram and i will say um i like side note i started watching welcome to plasville because everyone knows if you don't yes. know i really love big white families and <laughs> she has her sister-in-law in her business like she she hired her before she moved and they had all this drama won't spoil it for you guys, but there's drama. Um, so I, I just, that made me think of that when you said that you worked with your sister-in-law. I was like, oh, like the people from Plathville? Yeah. <laughs> I watched that show too. <laughs> it's, I mean, look, big white families are my favorite, you guys. It's, it's a genre of television that I enjoy so much, like coming of age movies. Big white families are up there in terms of television, reality or scripted. It's like, I just will watch all of them. So unrelated, continuing, moving on. You were working with her the full time, which is, and she's also a photographer, which I feel like is a little bit different than that situation because that person was like an assistant. But um, what led you to this decision, and what is it like working the same with the same second shooter for all of your events? You kind of have a consistent, built-in person to rely on, so I'm sure that's great. Yeah. So in the beginning of my business, I was a solo act. I relied on some people that I knew that also loved photography, but. The difficult part was not knowing if they were always going to be available. Um, mm-hmm. And equally, this those second shooters um, each had a different style than mm-hmm. my style of photography. So I just started looking. I shared it with my husband's family one evening. And she just popped up and said, I'll do it if you show me. She actually did not know how to photograph. Oh, so wow. I said, okay, let me teach you. She literally said, if you show me, I'll do it. So I did. I 
um, we purchased a camera for her and I taught her how to shoot manual. And it's funny because she developed my photography style. Yeah. What's cool now is that sometimes we don't even know who took like certain photos because we're we're seamless. We're we're seamless. I think that's something to be said when we we talk to our clients as well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's amazing. Like, so I've worked with, I mean, a bajillion different photographers over the years. And yeah, that's always the thing. Like if you have a second, their style is incredibly different. It's like, you really can tell when you're going through photos, like this, I did not take this. Like, this is just a completely different look. And of course, like you have like good second shooters who will kind of like try to adapt to your style, but it's still not going to be, it's normal. It's hard to get it to be like seamless, like you said. And I have a good friend who I often will shoot weddings with and we we don't have the same style, but we know each other's styles really well. So if she sees a shot that wouldn't normally be her shot, but she'd be like, that's charisma shot and vice versa. But the problem is, is that like, we're always both like mains. So we rarely get to like shoot together. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, that's such a great thing if you can have somebody and especially if you can train them. Like I, I didn't realize I thought that she already was a photographer, but that's, I think the dream to be able to be like, oh, I'm going to teach you my exact style because I think that it's really hard when someone kind of already has their own built-in way of doing things. You kind of have to re reteach them everything from the beginning, which can be a struggle. Yeah, and it's definitely, definitely a blessing because um, she is family. So it's fun working with Rachel. It doesn't feel like work. It yeah. just feels like we're hanging out sometimes and, and we're just doing something that we love together. And it's funny because a lot of our clients will say, oh, you guys are just kind of our best friends. We really are like the extensions of your group of girlfriends like on a wedding day. Um, If you follow us on social media, you know right off the bat that Rachel and I love to dance. We will forever be trapped in the 90s. And (laughs) we will dance our way through your wedding just as if we're like a part of your guests there. So it's just so much fun. We are. We like to say we're the unofficial bridesmaids as well because we are more than the, just like that photographer, but they're you know helping anywhere that we can help. Yeah, and when you're shooting weddings, like you have, I feel like it's so important to have a photographer the day of that has that sort of personality that is going to be like upbeat and happy, and that also is like seasoned enough to know like this is going wrong let me step in and fix this because you really like you act as like a second planner even if they have a day of coordinator like you really like step in and do so much yes yes yeah yeah so this has been the year of everything terrible dun, dun, dun. <laughs> like i'm so it's going well. what are you talking about <laughs> i'm so 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 exhausted i just feel like you know I I don't know. It's just, it just seems like never ending. Uh, But obviously like the big thing that's been affecting everyone, whether they want to admit it or not, has been COVID-19 and we've been dealing with that since March. So how has COVID-19 like affected you as a business owner and your business and just the other events of 2020 as well? Let's see. I think for my business and for everybody, it's safe to say that um, COVID-19 took a toll on everyone. Um, But for my business, more than half of my couples postponed their weddings. And a couple did end up having to cancel. And others did opt for having a mini ceremony and having a bigger celebration later. Mm -hmm. It It was really hard. And I won't lie, it was super scary for me. Um there was that sense of how is my business going to survive? Um, so I'm still a little bit of a, you know, fearful of, of next year. <laughs> yeah. But, Cause I've heard that people are still postponing, like kind of like the same person will postpone multiple times. That's what I'm hearing from a lot of people right now. It's true. Um, yeah. I recently, yeah. a double postponement, you know, they'll postpone till later in the year. So I know that, for 2020, we had early spring weddings postponed till later in the year. And then as the year progressed, they postponed till 2021. And yeah, I, I don't doubt that. Can that be like um, our PSA for people to like be a good person and be, you know, you know, 
indoors and then like stop being a-holes so that people can have their weddings because it's so sad <laughs> like I don't think it's very sad it's very sad and stressful all the way around for the the vendor and the client you know yeah yeah, yeah. and um what do you think about like the micro weddings that are popping up I think they're really sweet I, would it be wrong to say I feel like it's going to be the new trend? <laughs> I feel like it is as well. Yeah. So like we had a girl on the podcast, Michelle Hopewell, who lives in uh, Scotland. We absolutely love her. And she was one of those many brides who had her wedding postponed like multiple times this year till she finally was like, that's it. I'm doing a micro wedding because she was just like, I want to like marry this man. But at the same time, like we just don't know what is going on here. So she ended up like doing a micro wedding and I was like, this is so beautiful and also seems like a lot less stressful. <laughs> like, I'm like, maybe this is the route I would have gone. Like, I definitely can see, especially because I feel like millennials were like a little bit more practical about things, mm-hmm. mostly because we, we have to, like a lot of people just have to be right because the economy right. has been trash since we've been been adults basically um but I do think it's like it's one of those things where you can invest then in the things that are most important to you you know what I mean absolutely and it's a reminder that life is too short so why not get married I know that my other sister-in-law recently got engaged uh almost three weeks now ago and you know she's planning her wedding and she's planning for it to be next year um you know still in the venue searching phase right now but you know, a lot will ask her, you know, a lot of people will ask her, why now? Why not just wait till this, you know, passes through? And she's just like, why? Life is too short. I want to marry the man that I love. And um, it's, she's planning a really tiny wedding. So I can say that as somebody who had a very large wedding back in 2009, like, I don't regret any of it. But if I could do it over again, the one thing that I would do is have way less people there and spend less money on food and beverage. Like I don't like regret a dime I spent on photography. Like, you know, for me, that was like the most important thing. Yeah, I like because I still have all those photos and all those photos are so incredibly important. But the ones that are like, most important to me are the ones of like John and I and then ones of like my immediate family and I you know it's like it doesn't like everybody else is like that's great but you know you don't really see people on your wedding day I feel like a lot of people don't even think about that like it's just really quick so I'm like I and I don't regret the money I spent on the flowers because I had some bomb flowers they were (laughs) super amazing um so I'm like I don't regret that like I don't regret the money I spent on my dress like you know all those things like all those details like at the end of the day like they're for you. You know what I mean? Like they're mm-hmm. not necessarily for your guests, but we spent so much on food and beverage and I'm like, oh my gosh, like if we just had that money back, like everything else the same, but just got that food and beverage money back. Um, yeah, we could have spent some time in Europe and uh, it would have been nice. Right, right. <laughs> Hindsight <Absolutely>. being 2020. <laughs> not, not, not 2020. I, was say, too soon. <laughs> I know that's true. <laughs> I feel like we can never say that phrase again because now no. it's terrible. Right. Oh my gosh. Like I said it and then I literally like jumped like, ugh, 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Um, as someone who had a, a micro wedding, you, you know, by choice, because if anyone's listening to this podcast, before you know, it was cool. <laughs> yeah. before it was cool. I don't, I can't, I hope that people who are having small weddings enjoy them because I could not even imagine the number of people that you at your wedding. I'm like, this is so, and I worked in events, you know, after I got married. My wedding was the first wedding I had went to. Like nobody in my family got married. So I didn't know what wow. to do. I was like, oh, well, whatever. I just showed up and my friends were like, hey, do these things. And I was like, all right, whatever. It, it is what it is. Because you still have that person you're with. And I think at the end of the day, that's what you want. So I wouldn't say delay your wedding because you want it to, to look yeah. like this thing or you want so many it's important to have people there with you I get it's it like, but I, I will promise people like you don't think about like oh and let me think back to the moment I threw my flowers like you're not gonna think about that you're <laughs> no. just not like I think about like the moment like we literally got married like the first moment we saw each other our first dance like those are the things you think about absolutely yeah Oh my goodness. So since you're living through it and you are a tenured photographer, we are going to ask you to give advice to some people, our business owners and creative friends who may be struggling this year and especially going into 2021 as winter is the first season and it's never a fun one. And there is always like illnesses and things. So it's not like we're going to be on the other side at the first part of the year anyway. So this advice would be super helpful for anybody if you have any. I thought about this question and 
you know, I'm learning as I go with everybody else. But for me, I knew that I had to get creative, especially this past season um, when all of the postponements came. And I know I got creative and I thought about doing um, FaceTime sessions. I did FaceTime sessions in the height of the pandemic to try to, you know, get some income coming in. Um, you, you guys know what that is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, they're actually really awesome. Why don't you explain them, though? Because I don't know that all of our listeners will know. I've seen yours and I was like, this is like as somebody who is a photographer, I'm like, I don't even I don't think I could do that. That's it's really impressive. Like they're done so well. It was a lot of fun. I it, it it's what it sounds like. I basically would call my clients via FaceTime and there's that camera feature where you you can take a photo um, when you're on, naturally on a FaceTime call. So what I would do is I would have my clients place the phone, um, lean it. If, you know, not everybody in their household has a tripod. <laughs> um, <laughs> literally, the phone would be placed on a counter and the coffee can would be holding that phone up or on the floor in front of a stack of books holding the phone up. And mm-hmm. I would place, have them place the cameras in, in fun places and then snap away. Um, and it was, it was, it was fun. It's cute. It, it kind of was like snapshots of, of this time in our life, you know, um, Mm -hmm. you just have to laugh, you know, obviously this is a phone photo, you know, you can't expect it to be like this, uh, DSLR type of a, a photo, but the photos were great. You know, a lot of my clients were printed it to look like Polaroids and they have them on their fridge or, um, just hanging up in a fun way just to kind of commemorate, I guess, the summer (laughs) as best Mm -hmm. as you can. Um, So I did that for a short time. You know, when some of the restrictions were lifted, I photographed families um, at a distance, of course, to remain socially distant. Um, Like I said, I have 47 acres or or I live on 47 acres. So um, it's easy just to kind of put people on my yard and step away and break out a zoom lens, um, to photograph some families. Um, and the other advice, I don't know if this is, you know, great advice, but there's something to be said about savings. You know, I was always taught to save for a rainy day. Um, and I'm personally frugal. So I, I had savings to help a little bit to get through this year. So, you know, my last piece of advice is really putting aside for a rainy day. No, that's good advice. We had um, my friend Ayana on the podcast earlier this year, who is a millennial money guide, and that's her whole thing is teaching people how to budget appropriately. And it couldn't have been at the best time, you know, this year to teach people how to save because it you need it. <laughs> like you just need to have a little bit of a cushion in case things go haywire Absolutely. and it may not always be a pandemic it could be anything but you that, yeah that's the that thing that is pot. I think that the longer you're in business you realize like we're always adapting right like we're always like having to you know deal with new trends and like you know just new things that are happening and be inventive and I think that with the pandemic it's obviously like this intense added pressure because like we're also worried about like dying so it's really like you know there's a a different sort of weight to it but it truly is true that like you know the longer you're in business the more you're going to adapt so it's like that is really like the overall message is like be ready to adapt like that's that's what I always tell people and yeah I I mean I feel like a lot of business owners and a lot of millennials are not saving um and I get it because it's really rough out there and our economy has just been weird. Um, but I, I definitely like this has shown people like it's important sometimes to save for a rainy day. And also it's like, it reminds me of like, what is it? It's like eat the food you have at home. You know what I mean? Like right. you don't need to always like go out and things like that. Like I get it. Like sometimes, you know, you need that little bit of joy, but I think you can create those moments of joy at home. Like you're like living that life right now where you're like, oh, I have like all this space. Like you you can really like create those moments at home and not always need to like go out to do so. Absolutely. Yeah, that's amazing. So engagement season is right around the corner. I do think that people are going to get engaged this year. Like I actually think that we'll still see like a large amount of engagements because I just think that like 
Like you think about couples that, you know, are living together or whatever and are engaged yet. And it's like, if they got through this year, like they're, they're pretty solid, you know? So yeah. I still bring it on. Gonna, yeah. I still think we're going to see a lot of engagements and everything this year. Um, so what do you think that like 2021 will look like? And what do you want it to look like for the wedding industry? Like best case scenario, what would you say your vision would be? So I think that weddings will still be happening, but at a smaller scale. Um, I mentioned it before. I, I do think this there's going to be a trend for smaller weddings. Um, I'm in New York and there's a 50 person max um, right now for venues. Um, I know that our governor put a restriction as far as um, private events, a max of 10 in your private home. Um, I just saw so that today too. It's hard because there's all of these different restrictions and I myself am having to go to the websites to kind of, you know, look at everything and see what the rules are. But I hope that some of the restrictions will lift. Um, I think that the trend of 2021 will be smaller weddings. I think that brides will cut down their, their, their guest list. Um, I hope that we can get to a place of at least dancing at weddings. I know that's been a little bit of a bummer. Um, there's no, not a, um, dancing allowed here in my state. I'm sure it's different in other states. But... So did they specifically say just like no dancing? Right. Wow, that sounds like Footloose. (laughs) No dancing. Um, I recently photographed a wedding this past month, and they allowed the bride and groom to dance their first dance um, together and then parent dances. But for the rest of the reception, there was no dancing. The DJ did play music, of course, but there was no dancing whatsoever. So that's a little bit of a bummer. So that's a hope that I hope, you know, a restriction will be lifted. Um, but definitely I think that smaller weddings and I think backyard intimate weddings are going to be a thing of 2021. Um, people are going to do their own thing in their yard. Now can people get married at your, like on your property? Um, yes, I'm sure. Like, but permit wise, we're not there for that yet. (laughs) Um, but Yes, people's backyards. I've I've photographed a few already this year. Um, weddings that happened in people's backyards, smaller scale, and they were very beautiful. Honestly, so beautiful. Yeah, I really love you know that intimacy in those sort of weddings. So, you know, and again, like you're saving, like people will be saving on like more expensive venues and that sort of thing, and they can spend money on like what, again, what they're really going to remember, which is the photography and to me, the flowers and, you know, like a beautiful cake and things like that. So I think that that's, you know, it's, it's definitely like making uh, lemonade out of lemons for sure. Yeah. And I think venues still have opportunity, but people who live in like apartments and rentals and things like not everybody has anyone nearby them that has a backyard so Mm -hmm. now is the time to really capitalize on how cute and cozy your venue is versus how large and expansive it is like you really want to bring in that like little like utilizing the smaller rooms like using like a room that you would normally do like a cocktail hour in and make that where you're actually doing your reception things like that Mm -hmm. we live in florida so like this whole no dancing thing like in florida it's like you would not even know that there's a pandemic like we have to keep reminding each other like yep we're not we're not you know losing it like this is still happening uh, because really, I mean, people are just doing whatever they want to do. Thankfully, yeah. some stores, most stores are still like, yeah, you got to actually wear a mask. But it's like you don't really want to be stuck outside in the line because people aren't going to wear it in the line. <clears throat> like they literally just like put it on right when they go in the store, take it off. And a lot of people like don't wear masks outside of going to a store like they and in the store, they do not care about if they're getting close to your like personal space at all. It's very wild. Like last time I was in Trader Joe's, there's a lady walking up and down an aisle with she had taken her mask off. And me and another lady that were in the aisle, like saw that and like, were trying to like get away from her. And she was like moving her cart over like, oh, you can 
come this way. And it's like, no, no. Oh, you have a mask on, like wow. abort mission. Like, I don't understand. So, so yeah, in Florida, world. It's like, yeah, it's the wild west. And, and it's so John and I have had to go up to um, DC area for his work twice during the pandemic, which was terrible because traveling during COVID is not fun. Um, but when we went up both times, I was shocked at how different it was in DC versus Florida. Like it's just so different. And mm-hmm. I felt more, much more comfortable in the DC area, uh, which you would think would be the opposite because obviously in Orlando, we have a lot more like space to like spread out a bit, you know, mm-hmm. DC is tighter together, but it just, people just did what they needed to do. <laughs> I also wanted to make mention because I do know that for our couples who do live in the apartments or townhomes, um, the parks, the local parks, um, have been a place for small weddings. Um, I have photographed at some local parks. Um, yeah, that would be a really good fit as well. That's cute. I'm like the scenery just, it looks cute. I don't know. I, the thought of having like kind of a, a park as a wedding venue would be cool and ideal. And if I think if we redo it, it would, we would pick an outdoor situation, which we didn't cause it rained. But um, just being able to go back to this park later on when you're in your 50s or 60s or 70s or whatever and be like, hey, this is where we did our vows and show your kids if you have them or your, your, your nieces or nephews or whomever and say, hey. We were here 40 years ago and we got married and did it. So Absolutely. I think that's really cute. And you save situation. money on decor. You save money on decor. That's right. <laughs> so what led you to photographing weddings and couples specifically? And what do you love best about it? Because it's not everyone's cup of tea. <laughs> it's not. But I think I've always wanted to be a wedding photographer when I started Um Weddings are some of the best moments in people's lives. And so I am like, I get so excited that I get to be a part of it. For the most part, you know, weddings are happy, they're joyous, and I want to surround myself with that. Um, And each wedding is so different. And they've brought me to some really cool places, you know, from photographing on the water to adventuring on ski lifts that's funny because I'm afraid of heights but you know (laughs) when you get married at a ski resort you got to take a ski lift up to the top of the mountain so (laughs) it's just brought me to some really cool um, places and experiences that I'll forever be grateful for yeah so did you start out with like wedding specifically and be like and never try anything else or did you try everything because like I feel like there's like two types of photographers it's like the one that tries everything and then lands on something and the one that's like nope I'm only doing this so I'm not touching anything else definitely I started with everything you know Same. and and I had to just build experience you know with photographing and then just ha- some a couple trusted me to photograph their wedding and that was it I had the photos, I had the portfolio. So it just took off from there. <laughs> yeah, I would like weddings are definitely like a beast. But I would say it's probably like my third favorite. But the least favorite is babies. Oh, and I no. love babies. I agree. People, yeah, people don't understand that it is like a whole like to me, it would be it's so much more nerve wracking than a wedding. Absolutely. Like, it is I agree. so much work, like the props involved, the waiting involved, getting peed and pooped on like it. And it takes almost as long as a wedding. It really like, does. It, you're sweating at the wild. end of it all. Yes. Sweating it's when wild. you're setting the baby up and then you have to you know, reset because an arm popped out or they're hungry or they're crying or they pooped Mm -hmm. on your blanket. It's just a lot. (laughs) Yeah. It's to me, it's like so much more laborious than weddings, but my favorite is boudoir and then portraits and then weddings, but only like, I used to like weddings the most, but you know, I just got tired. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I'm lazy now. So, you know, I, you know, (sighs) so as a creative, where do you find inspiration? Not just this year, because I know this year is difficult, but in general, like, where do you find your inspiration for everything? I don't know about you, but honestly, I find inspiration in movies. I love movies. Um, So I appreciate, I'm one of those girls that appreciates the cinematography and the still when watching a movie, you know, a frame will pop on the screen and I will sometimes say to my husband, like, pause that. Like, do you see that? Do you see that framing? And I love that. I just love watching some great stills in, in movies. And then I find inspiration through my couple stories. Does that sound cliche? I don't mean it sound cliche, but my, my couple stories, you know, uh, you know, when you get to meet your, your clients and your couples and get to know their story, I, 
I love bringing that into um, their session if I can, especially their engagement session. So for example, I had a couple who were very big into movies, funny, funny enough, big into the Marvels um, and just loved going to the movies. She was very laid back, very casual. Um, and so we got on the phone and we got permission to photograph at the movie theaters, their engagement session at the movie theaters. And it was so much fun. And it's not your typical backdrop, but it's their story. And that's what I, I personally love to photograph, um, you know, from high school sweethearts going back to their high school and photographing on the property. That's my inspiration my there, right there. So my clients definitely give me inspiration. I'm still waiting for a tattoo couple. If you're listening out there, <laughs> I'm so big into tattoos. I love tattoos. My husband and I have tattoos and I would love, love, love to photograph your engagement session at a tattoo parlor. <laughs> oh, I like that. There's actually a gorgeous, gorgeous tattoo parlor that, um, aren't they beautiful? Recently, like there's one that recently opened up in Kissimmee area. Like it's like 10 minutes from Disney and I should put you in touch with the owner because we know him. And like, it would be so beautiful for a ceremony. I'm just saying like, I right? have to give you their information because yeah. And I love that idea. I, so as cliche as it sounds, I just, my clients are my inspiration and movies. I love movies and you I know what I'm it. talking about when you see a, a beautiful frame and you have to pause and you're like, wow, look at the no, way, for real. That's look great. At the way um, he's looking at her and stuff. So and That's by awesome. the way, you and your husband are super adorable. They really are. I'm like, wow, look at this attractive. You are attractive. You got attractive family. Married yes. attractive family. You live in an attractive area. Like, you, you are framing. You are an inspiration for me oh, right now. Man. I said it because I'm just like, I mean, I would be like, look at myself and my life. I'm impressed my own story. I'm just saying. That's what I would be like. Oh, you guys yeah. are super couples goals and you guys are very funny too. Yes. He's yes. hilarious. He's hilarious. He's definitely a um, quiet guy. Like at first, if people first meet him, he appears to be quiet, but he does not shut up and he's hilarious. And he <laughs> is the guy that gets me the views on TikToks. Anytime I yeah, do he's funny. <laughs> a TikTok video with him, he yeah. I get I get more views than if I were to do a TikTok by myself. And I tell him that all the time. I'm like... <laughs> Oh my god, I love his Golden Girls one. Yes, that, that so actually great. went a little bit viral. Can I say that? That that yeah. went a little bit viral. It was so <laughs> good. It was so good. It was hilarious. Oh, so, high school sweethearts right here. Yeah, um, you definitely need to like have more family TikToks because I'm loving that content. Yes, I will. Thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. I will also say I just finished The Queen's Gambit on Netflix and cinematography cinematography porn like just right. the framing the shots the fashion so good and I really love watching movies or shows. I feel like now it's more tv especially because we yeah, are kind of in this definitely. renaissance of television for the way that people are able to do magical things to different skin tones and now we're seeing yes. people being in the same frames and being highlighted and looking equally as great no matter what shade their skin is like it's right. been so wonderful to appreciate that and blind manner as well as if you're not in the horror it's fine absolutely but a beautifully shot this new season i mean this oh, and i will say is, that if you're not you know, into horror and if you're afraid of things you can watch the second the season's fine yeah, yeah the second season is fine. yeah that one yeah. first season because so no, I, don't watch hill house i made the mistake i guess i had seen like the advertisements for hill house last year and i just like I was like no and just didn't think anything about it so like whatever conversations people were having about it last year that just went over my head because I just did not care like I don't do anything that's going to scare me too much normally but I saw Bly Manor and I was like oh I'm totally going to do this especially because there was like multiple black women leads that were like mm. love interest which you don't ever see like in any yes. movies, but especially no, two different movies. like so there is a black woman and a South Asian man Indian man who are in a romantic situation ship. Yeah. And I love this for them. Like, I'm like, I'm rooting for you. I want yeah. you to win. And so it really, like, I didn't find it to be scary. I found it to be, like, um, no, it's know. definitely, it's a love story. It's not scary yeah, at all. It was, it was like, oh, 
like creepy, but like fun creepy. But then I was like, oh, that was nothing. I'm going to go watch Hill House. So then I went to go watch <laughs> Hill House. And oh my gosh, like after every, and the thing is, is like, you need to know what happens next. So like, I had to keep watching because it would have been more unsettling <laughs> to not know. I was like, oh, I have to keep watching this. But I was terrified. And like, I would watch it like deep into the night because I was like, I just want to get Uh-oh. this done. Like I did it in like three days, like late at night, every night. And that Girl, was that's problematic. <laughs> I'm going to have to check it out because I have not seen that. Yeah, like don't yeah, watch the, the first one. Just blind me on not beautiful, but the second no. one is beautiful. <laughs> I mean, it is beautiful, but you were terrified. Uh, but the second one is very intentional, and there it's intentional in the way because there is it's a ghost story and it's a romance story. There are ghosts in every single scene of Bly Manor. You just do not see them, but they are there. And if you go back and you charisma to scare you, go look at like there's an article on Buzzfeed where they point out where, or you maybe even in a quiz like where do you see the ghost in this frame? And there's, a, I mean, I'm not kidding. In almost every frame of the show, when you're watching it, you will not pay attention. You won't see it. You won't notice it. Go back and look at these like Easter eggs. There is a ghost hanging out in this show the whole time. Now I'm and it's stressed. so <laughs> cool how they hid them. And you, you won't oh know. Oh my you goodness. I'm looking, at like, I'm looking at pictures right now. So. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it gorgeous? It's beautiful. beautiful. Wow. <laughs> Okay, yeah. See, see, see what I'm talking about with movies. I'm, I'm saying you can just totally get inspired by movies. Yeah. Oh my goodness, same. I mean, as a designer, I look at a, for a type a lot, especially in films. Obviously, we all know Wes Anderson, king of yes. cinematography, king of type, king of art, color, <laughs> king of everything, king, king of fashion. You know, mm-hmm. um, and Jessica Heesh doing the titles for um, one of his films was such a big deal for the design world. We we're like nerding out. So we're like a lady typographer did a movie. Like it was such a groundbreaking deal. So I can relate to you so much in trying to find that inspiration and things that that make you happy and give you joy. So I love that for you. I love this for us. This whole conversation. I'm just gonna <laughs> throw out there that you should watch Blind Manor. With your husband, and you should give us reactions on either TikTok or Instagram. Just saying. we'll do, Just we'll do for there. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, follow <Tag> us. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> so, what is next for your business, and where can our listeners find you and your husband and your beautiful house and your chickens and like all this the TikToks? Give us all the links. <laughs> So I hope to just expand beyond photography. I know I've wanted to dabble in the world of videography. So who knows? Um, I definitely want to continue photographing weddings, amazing weddings, and see myself traveling um, further out than the tri-state area. It's like a goal of mine to photograph a wedding in all 50 states. So awesome. I would love that opportunity. You can find me on Instagram, Erica Lee Photography. My name is spelled with a C, not a K. So I'm on Instagram at Erica Lee Photography. I'm on Facebook with Erica Lee being one word and photography being the second word. My website is Erica Lee Photography NY for New York.com. And then I, I'm still new to TikTok. So my TikTok is Erica Lee Photography 21. Um, but yes, definitely go check that out if you want to see that one vi- video that went viral. <laughs> oh. It is definitely worth it. I love your TikTok. Thank you. Um, I'm going to ask you to send me the link. I will not download TikTok. I know. I'm gonna I, will send, I will send Angela Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'll, just, I'll just you. post it on tomorrow. I'll post it like when we put this episode out. Oh, send me the link. I want the link. Like I want the okay. loose account. Like okay. in the link. Like I want them in the browser. I'm not downloading that app, but I'm excited for you. She will fight social media till the bitter end. I am in cold, but you know what, you guys? I'm in Discord, and I want you to know. I am now youthful. Look at you. Look at you. Oh, may not be on TikTok, but I am where the nerds hang out. Of course yeah. I am. <laughs> We're not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Erica, for chatting with us today. I love learning so much about your business and, you know, just getting to talk to somebody who is active in the wedding community right now, because I know that that community is hurting, but I have hope that 2021 is going to be a better year for everybody. Um, so let's just keep our fingers crossed, keep our masks on. And yeah, I'm just really, really thankful that we we're able to chat with you tonight. Thank you so much, girls. It was a lot of fun. And thank you so much, listeners, for listening. Great. Bye. Bye.